What's going on, Ran Through Texas Tech fans? We are back officially. It's been a long time coming for sure. This is going to be our NFL edition of our Ran Through Texas Tech podcast. This will be a season recap as we look back on the 2023-2024 NFL season. There's been a lot of up and downs for both fan bases for the Patriots and the Cowboys for sure. Um, we're going to get into everything you need to know about this season. If you weren't watching, we'll get you caught up. That's where we're going to start. We're going to start with regular season recap. And, you know, to say the least, there were a couple of surprises. Uh, we're going to run through it right here. Um, probably the biggest surprise, and it's not even their fault, but, you know, the New York Jets, a lot of hype coming into the season. Losing Aaron Rodgers game number one, first drive of the season, you know, their, their season uh, just went downhill from there. You know, I – I like to pick on on the uh, on the Jets. It uh, it wasn't ideal what happened, but for me, in my opinion, I'm gonna go with who I thought was gonna make the Super Bowl, who I had a lot of faith in, who I love quite a bit, quarterback wise. I'm gonna go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I I don't know how you go from a top notch team who almost knocked off the Chiefs, who almost had a shot at legit contending and getting to the Super Bowl, to losing your division to the Texans with a rookie quarterback who mind you was hurt for a substantial amount of time. I I'm just disappointed. Uh, I wouldn't call it a dumpster fire of a season, but it, it definitely fell short for sure. Really disappointing and was not a good look for the Jags at all. Yeah, it was a tough spot for them. You know, they had the division on the line going into uh, week 18 and you play the team in last place in Tennessee who looks like they had already decided to go ahead and fire Mike Rabel heading into that last game. And you get, I mean, let's be honest, they pretty much got outplayed the entire game. Score does not reflect how that game went. They were losing from this jump, and they just looked like they weren't ready. And, you know, Doug Peterson's a big-time coach, I thought. Good hire. Um, you know, you could say something about him giving up on the Eagles, but he knew he was going out. Um but it was just a tough spot for Jacksonville. You know, they have a lot of talent. They got Calvin Ridley back this year. And, you know, he was a no-show for a large amount of the season. And, you know, give a shout-out to C.J. Stroud, man. What a season that man put up. Taking the – no offense to Texans fans, but a loser of an organization. And bringing them in one season um, to division champs. It's been a long time coming. I think the last time Texans were – Division chance was Matt Schwab, freaking Arian Foster over there. That was a That's squad. A long time ago. That was a squad though. Um, but yeah, that was a long time ago. They uh, they're taking on. Um, uh, who are they taking on this week? Um, I, oh, the Browns. Browns. The Browns. Yeah. Cleveland. Joe Flacco against. So we got a fifty-year-old veteran against a twenty-four-year-old rookie. That should be a fun one Saturday night. Believeland. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. Texans when they got hot, they were hot, and they looked they looked like a quality squad. And then there was obviously with his uh, injury, they kind of went a little downhill there, but nothing too crazy to where they were completely out of the league. Um, I mean, like you said, the the Titans gave up, and I I don't know how they pulled it off. I think they I think they swept uh, Jacksonville, if I'm not mistaken. They went two and zero, if I'm not mistaken. So that's a little embarrassing, but. I mean, again, give give credit to Stroud. Dude balled, uh, he balled out this season. And, I mean, I, mean, I guess it's just time to see 
I get, you can't judge his career on one playoff appearance. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say, oh, he's a bust if he loses, you know, in the first round of his very first playoff appearance. But give him credit and see what he's made up, like, made of, I guess. Actually, it turns out Jacksonville did beat the Titans 34-14 in their first matchup. But nonetheless, they won when it mattered. Um, Jacksonville just, you know, it's something. When the game's on the line, Tennessee's on their prime. Tennessee winning would it matter? Would it matter the least to them? Yeah, yeah, only hurt them probably. I didn't look at the draft order after that game, but I'm pretty sure it didn't help um, their cause. You know, and then you know you hear the speech from Derrick Henry basically telling Tennessee goodbye after the game, and it's hard to imagine him in another uniform. Hey, but he looked good in the in the Dallas Cowboy jersey. That's all I'm saying. We're not going to get too far into that one. <laughs> Sounds like a New England Patriot name, though. If I'm going to be honest. Well, New England needs more than a running back. <laughs> but let's get into the uh, wild card pickums. You know. I mean, y'all got Zeke thinking that was the savior. God, I mean, he had a resurgence, so he did not look awful this year. Well, it took him a couple of weeks to score a tutty, but once he got going, he was gone. Well, y'all didn't give him the ball, man. All right, all right. Let's start into let's move into uh, Saturday's matchups. We got two, uh, you could say, two big AFC games. Um, one will be absolutely freezing cold. Um, good luck, Miami. That's all I'm going to say to that right now. But uh, we start us off at a 3.30 time. Browns at Texans sold out NRG Stadium for the first playoff game in a while for the city of Houston. Uh, they are ready to go. I think it's going to be an absolute festival, an absolute party. I mean, like you said, they, what, Deshaun Watson era? Is that is that the last time we were in the playoffs? Yeah, that, the last time when they should have beat the Chiefs. You know, they boat raced the Chiefs in the first half. We're up by 24, and Patrick Mahomes comes back and beats you. You know, that was before Patrick Mahomes was Patrick Mahomes. I think that's probably when he solidified himself. And then all of a sudden, you send Deshaun out the door, uh, just like the massage ladies did. You know, I that's crazy. The, wow, the masseuse is crazy. Oh. Uh, I, I think there's a not necessarily well. I mean, there is a lot on the line for both squads, obviously. But in terms of revenge, you got Houston that finally chomping at the bit, been waiting to get into the playoffs. Here, here they are. It's their chance. They have their guy, leading them to the promised land. Hopefully, then you have the Browns, who kind of uh, been all over the place. They've had their ups and they've had the lowest of the lowest possible downs known to man, but. Nonetheless, two squads, you got a quarterback on one side who has absolutely nothing to prove but shut the haters up even though he's 50-plus years old. And then you have another guy on the other end who is a rookie who's just getting started and has everything to prove. I think it's going to be a good game. In all honesty, I like Joe Flacco and the Browns. I like Joe Flacco saying, you know what, I may be 50-plus years old, but I'm going to walk in here. I'm going to tie my pants up, lace my cleats up, throw my helmet on, and I'm going to go to work. And I think he's going to uh, clutch up, and I think he's going to be a big reason why the Browns get past the Texans this week. It's a bold statement that the fact that you think the only reason they're going to win is Joe Flacco. Um, Solid defense, defense, though. Solid defense, but they got Joe Flacco. Exactly what I was going to go at. They got got that man. It's it's all about the Browns' defense. Um, Perennial Defensive Player of the Year candidate, Miles Garrett. He's going to swing that helmet on CJ, you know, and it won't be off, but he's going to swing that. Um, Mason Rudolph, rip. Uh, congratulations, Mason Rudolph. 
while we're at it, getting himself. Is he a starter? Is he a starter? He'll be starting. He's starting? Yeah, he's starting tomorrow for the for the Steelers. Wow. How full about circle. how about how about Big Twelve quarterbacks full, full in the circle. playoffs? Going full circle, man. You know he's uh, you know CTE didn't bother him. Um, we're not going to talk about the rest of the guys who have been diagnosed with that disorder. Um, but back to the game at hand. Um, the Texans, they have nothing to lose. Um, this team's going to be a perennial playoff team for years to come. They trade, you know, probably the craziest draft day trade in my lifetime. Um, you know, the second overall pick, and then you trade back up to number three to take Will Anderson, who's been a monster. Uh, for them this year you know him and Jalen Carter about to be the two uh, defensive rookie of the years which we're going to talk about awards later but you know the Browns defense is just I think it's going to be too tough for CJ he just doesn't have the weapons you know Nico Collins is a great player nothing to take away from him but they need Tang Dell and that was a tough loss for him and you saw um, you saw CJ overcome overcome that he really continued to ball he got that concussion was out for a couple weeks but Came back in week eight and week seventeen and eighteen and really balled out and got his team back to the playoffs when they needed a win most. Um, he pulled through, and you know I expect a big game from CJ. I'm thinking three hundred yards passing, uh, two touchdowns. I don't think he turns the ball over, which is going to be shocking against a really good Browns defense. But um, I think the Texans are going to have a tough time guarding Amari Cooper and uh, Joe Flacco throws for probably two eighty plus. Two eighty plus is is a lot, but I'm liking it. It's it'll be interesting. It'll definitely be a dog fight. But uh but how about we move on to uh to the night game? What you mentioned earlier, nice frigid temperatures. Good luck Miami. Something that they're not used to. Never really in that environment, probably ever. Um but finally in the playoffs. Looking like a a, a top three team at some point during this season and then they just they they Wheels kind of fell apart. They're playing Patty Mahomes, who also isn't at his best. And not that because it's his fault, but he quite literally has no help whatsoever. <laughs> Hamburger couldn't help him. Um, I I don't know where to go with this one. I'm I'm honestly torn. I kind of want to hear your take on this, where you, where you stand on it. Uh, but I, I I really can't give a definitive answer on this. What, what do you think about this one? I think it's going to be a tough game for the Dolphins. You know, they said, I think, what, negative 30 wind chill? I mean, insane, insane temperature. Might as well be in Antarctica. Exactly. I mean, they're basically saying that the fans can't wear, can't have any body part showing because the wind will actually damage their skin. You know, there's a point in the in this, you know, I'm, I'm not the, I'm the biggest fan of playing the game, right? You got to play the game. But this game needs to be moved. Whether it needs to be moved, location, time, whatever, you're telling me that you're going to have both quarterbacks who can't even have no gloves on because their hands will be frozen. I mean, the Chiefs already can't catch. I mean, imagine what's going to happen tomorrow. I mean, they are, they, you know, Patrick, all things considered, getting this team to the playoffs might be his greatest success so far. He's done a lot of things, but this team is awful. This team is awful, and they have so many distractions off the field. Not saying that that's the reason why they're bad, because Kadarius Tony was awful in New York. And they said, I'll take him off your hands, and the Giants said, thank you very much. We'll take whatever you give us. And it's starting to prove. I mean, we saw it opening night, 
and uh, it hasn't gotten any better since. And I'm glad. I think I think Patrick Mahomes basically forced him onto the injured list because, you know, one week he's fine running around because the running's not his problem. You know, he can get open. It's he can't catch the ball. It's just awful. You know, like you said, it's a hard. This is a hard game to to uh, to pick. But I got to go with the Chiefs just because the Dolphins. They're all about getting their speedsters in space. And if you can't get them the ball because the wind chill is so high, then they're going to be in deep trouble. We saw that against Buffalo in warm weather. Couldn't get Tyreek Hill the ball, and all of a sudden they look pedestrian and score two touchdowns, and you say, damn, where did Tyreek Hill go? Um, the team's good. Two good teams. Sucks that they have to play in this kind of condition. Uh, but give me the Chiefs. I like that pick. I'm not mad at it. I think it's probably, to me, it's probably more than likely going to be a pretty low-scoring low, low game um, just because, like you said, one can't catch the ball and the other has never played in a temperature like this before. So, um, I mean, for all we know, it could be the greatest field goal game ever played. But even at that, if there's if there's wind, you know, then is the ball really going that far? So uh, we'll probably see it on the ground quite a bit. And, I mean – I think it just boils I, – I, I really do feel like if it's going to be that close of a game, it should – hopefully it'll be entertaining. But I think it's probably going to be a one-score game, and I think what's really going to decide it is who, who's going to want to take the shot to throw the ball downfield because Miami is not going to be able to throw the ball downfield because they've never played in that. And the Chiefs have the cold temperatures and wet hands against them because nobody on that squad can catch. So it's about who's going to want to take the shot and – capitalize off of it potentially making a big play downfield. Um, but it'll be interesting. I think it's it's a safe choice to, to take the Chiefs. Um, I just think at this point you can't really bet against Mahomes. It's kind of like Brady. Not saying that he is Brady. Don't get me, get me wrong. You're basically saying he's Brady. We won't go into that conversation. But uh, I don't think you can really bet against Mahomes. He's, he's playing in, I guess, something that he's somewhat used to at this point. Uh, but I don't know. It, it, it should be action-packed. We'll, we'll see what happens. And back to that take about you saying it could be the greatest field goal game ever. Well, you should be used to field goal games with watching the Patriots play because I don't think we've ever seen a touchdown. All right. All right. We're going a little too much on the Patriots now. We can take a break. We can take a break. No, but all jokes aside, uh, this game's going to be uh, low scoring. I'm thinking if I got to pick a score, I'm thinking – I'm going to say the winner gets one touchdown. So I'm going to say 13 to 6. 13 6, maybe, well, yeah. Yeah, we'll go 13 6. A touchdown and two field goals for the winner. And I think two field goals early in the first half by Miami. Now, this all depends on how the wind is blowing. If it's just wind and the field isn't messed up as much, because, you know, they're, de- they're inside that bowl kind of. And so the wind's not blowing hard on the field. We might see a couple more field goals, but I think the one touchdown might win this game. Which is insane to say. I uh, I like that score. I, I like the low scoring game. Um, honestly, I, I won't lie to you. I'm I'm not mad at calling a safety here. I'm not mad at calling a safety. You know, big man in the O line. They're uh, they're freezing cold. They can't move as quick as they can or as as they're used to whenever it's normal temperatures. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a safety. So you know what? Screw it. I'll go thirteen five. I'll go thirteen five Chiefs. Why not? Make it interesting. Thirteen five. You heard it here first. All right, let's get into the next matchup, which is also going to be a cold 
I was going to say breezy, but it's not going to be breezy. It's going to be a, a tundra out there in Buffalo. This one, this one's in Iceland. Last one was in Antarctica. This one's in Iceland now. It's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. Buffalo, heavy favorites um, over Mason Rudolph and the Steelers. But gosh, help me. The Steelers might be that team that never needs a quarterback. You know, they got some of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. Kenny Pickett, I'm sorry, no offense to this guy, but he's awful. Mason Rudolph. Kenny Pickett catching strays is crazy. Mason Rudolph, no offense, but he's awful. And, you know, I hope he proves me wrong tomorrow and they beat Buffalo. I don't see it, or I mean Sunday, but I don't see it happening. Buffalo should bow race them. Steelers have a really good defense, TJ Watt, but I think TJ Watt just got ruled out. Um, I think I read. And so Steelers are in deep trouble. I think it's a boat race. I think it's over by halftime. Over by halftime is a pretty crazy statement in the National Football League. But I'm not mad at the statement. I would say that this the weather is an issue, but the Steelers play in Pittsburgh, so I don't think it's – I mean, obviously it's going to be cold for both teams. But Pittsburgh has some experience playing in, in pretty frigid cold temperatures. Um, going to be – Bill's Mafia, I think they're going to show up. I think they're going to show out. Uh, they're paying $20 an hour for anybody who's going to get down there and shovel their field from snow, offer them free food and drinks during the game. So if you can make it down, uh, you know, get you some money, drinks, and some seats. Um, all it is is just a little bit of labor of shoveling snow in negative degree temperatures. But besides that, it'll be a great atmosphere. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what it is with the Steelers. I can never understand why they never have a quarterback, but they still have some somehow, some way find success. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I wish it was like that with the Patriots. But anyways, oh yeah, I'm going to take Bills in an easy one. I wouldn't say, go so far to say that it's over by halftime. I think it's going to be entertaining. But yeah, I'll take the Bills. I'm thinking uh, maybe like a 27 to, let's call it 17. I, I like a 27-17 kind of game for the Bills. My score prediction is going to be, I think, I think 27 is a good number. I'm going to go 30, um, 30 to 14. That's going to be my score prediction. And the moment everybody has been waiting for, I know. I don't think, I don't think everybody, everybody has, on here has been waiting for this moment. Cowboy Nation, we have won the division. Cowboy Nation, we are the two seed. And we are playing the Packers, who are no scrubs. Let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves and say there's some scrubs. Jordan Love the truth. Jordan, Jordan Love he is nasty. nasty. Jordan Love and some no name rookie receivers have been playing balls to the wall, lights out football for the last six weeks. What's that kid's name? Jaden something. Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed. Yeah, Jaden Reed. Yeah, really he's good. nasty. Really good. And the other dude with the cornrows, uh, Watson. Christian Watson, Watson is is, is, is nice too. to play this weekend. Um, the Romeo Dobbs, you know, big time player. And then you got the veteran Aaron Jones in the background. AJ Dillon doesn't look like he's going to play this weekend, um, which is a big loss for that run game. I think in my opinion, you know, they get AJ Dillon out there and the quad father is a big dude to take down. Um, shout out Madden 23. Um, but yeah, I think the Cowboys, you know, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to be that Cowboy fan. You're going to listen to every year that say, damn, this year's different, but you know, Things have just went our way this season, and it's the first time in a long time that you can see the Cowboys uh, getting calls go their way, getting balls bouncing their way, getting the play out of the key positions every game. You know, 
let's talk about we're going to talk about awards later but you you can make a case that Dak Prescott is a has been if not the second best player the best player in the National Football League this year you know I know a lot of people say Lamar Jackson is the boat is boat racing his way into MVP and you know all glory to him because he's been really good as well but from what people said about Dak Prescott last year and where he has came this year it's hard to say that he has not been one of the most improved players. You know, he's always been good, but this year he's taken to another level. And then you just get, you got C.D. Lamb. I mean, there ain't, there's nothing I can say about that, man, to diminish what he did this year. He was absolutely amazing. 1,700 yards almost receiving. He broke the record for receptions and yards in Cowboys history. He's been amazing. I think the Cowboys get off to a hot start, and I don't think they look bad. I am. Um... I'm not going to say too much because I don't want to get criticized by you a lot because I know how, how how long of a tangent you can go on for this one. Um, I just think you wake up, you smell the roses, but when you smell the roses, you get a memory in your head. You think back nine years. You think back 2014 NFC Divisional Round. You think back nine and 80. Shut up. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Way downfield. And you just wonder what could have happened, what could have grown had that call not been made. And here you are nine years later in a position to shut up everybody, the haters, the naysayers, the Stephen A. Smiths. You have the opportunity to shock the world. And it starts right now in the wild card round. And I think as a person who despises the Cowboys, just because the fan base is annoying, I honestly think nine years ago it comes back and it doesn't haunt them. I think they use it as motivation. For all I know, they're probably going to show the video in the locker room. But I think they use that as motivation. The tables have turned. The bridges have burned. Lessons have been learned. And I think the Cowboys come out and they quite literally dominate this game. Like you said, the Packers are not scrubs. They're not going to give up or they're not going to put up no points. They're going to put up. You know, they're going to put up some points. But I do think the Cowboys will dominate this game. I think Jordan Love, great quarterback, did a lot of good things this season, but it's just it's not his time right now. And quite honestly, opening up against the Cowboys was probably the worst thing that could have happened to him besides maybe the 49ers. But aside from that, I do think that nine years later, they get their revenge. The football gods bless them with what should have been called a long time ago. And – um they take advantage of the opportunity and they move on to the uh, divisional round with ease. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think the Cowboys, you know, let's. I'm gonna just write down or narrow down some moments this season that have really, you know, shown me. You know, I Jade, you could probably say or vouch for me on this. I wouldn't say I am the most delusional Cowboy fan ever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I understand, you know, when we're not that great and when we have a shot. The moment that, you know, you really realize that Dallas has a shot this year, you know, I'm I'm not going to say I didn't really believe in this team until the Detroit game. You know, the game was over. You know, you can say all you want. Detroit may have been screwed. They may have screwed themselves. I mean, they brought four freaking linemen in and tried to put them all – um, distract them all so the Cowboys wouldn't see it. Well, it worked. You know, the Cowboys got bailed out, so you could say. And let me tell you, the last 10 years, that call is not being made. The Cowboys are losing that game 
10 out of 10 times. And just happens to be on the night that Jimmy Johnson gets inducted into the Ring of Honor, which is, God, 30 years too late. Okay, the curse is lifted. The Cowboys are a new team. They have kids on that team. You know, they went all in this year. Jerry went all in, went, got Gillylock, went and got Brandon Cooks, who have both been monumental additions to the Cowboys. And, you know, and then the last thing I saw last week, you know, Rams sit all their starters thinking, oh, we can go play the Cowboys. It doesn't matter. And they go out and win at the 49ers. Granted, Sam Darnold is the quarterback for the 49ers in this game. But the Rams are, sorry, Packers, 10 times better than the Packers. I I just think the Cowboys nation did not want to see the Packers, or I mean the Rams, sorry. They did not want to see the Rams in the first round because I think theoretically we could have lost that game. You know, the Rams, veteran group, a lot of great weapons on offense. It would have been a tight game. But the gods saw something and gave us the Packers. Yeah, I <clears throat> I like I, I I don't disagree with you. Um I just think it's that it's that it's just history repeats itself kind of game. But I don't think it's gonna repeat itself in that nature. It's just the draw, how how it was drawn. It would have probably been more entertaining as like a divisional round game, don't get me wrong. But to start the 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 playoffs opening round with, with this matchup is is nice. Um I think it's probably not necessarily like a uh kind of a stat pattern game, so to speak, or, you know, like a warm-up game to kind of get your confidence boost up. But uh, it'll be a good a good little challenge and, and a good game. Uh, I'm going to go, personally, I'm going to say 45 for the Cowboys. I think they put up some pretty big numbers. CD's probably going to go ballistic, like how he always has every game, if not every other game. Um, I like 45 for the Cowboys. Give me, you know, let's call it 17-20, 17-20 around there for the Packers. Uh, I think that's kind of where I'm going to sit at for this one. Yeah, I think the Cowboys score 40-plus points. They're averaging 40 at home. They're at home. They're, they haven't lost this year at home. I think they get another big victory. I'm thinking in the realm of, yeah, 42-45, to 45, and then I'm going to give the Packers 24. I think it's probably 40, whatever the 40 number is, if it's 42 or 45. It's going to be 42 or 45 to 17 most of the game. Last drive of the game, Jordan Love, you know, they don't give up. They're going to go get a late touchdown, but it's not going to matter. It's going to be over before um, that point. That leads us to the team that I didn't want to face. Rams at Lions, if not the most entertaining game of the weekend. A lot of storylines. McVay and Stafford against his old running mate, Jared Goff. Took the team to a Super Bowl, got rid of him. It's worked out for both sides, I think you could say. Goff looks like he's really found himself in – Detroit and, you know, Rams won a Super Bowl. Um, it's going to be a big game, you know, but the key is going to be can Detroit stop Puka and Cooper? I, I don't see them being able to. They're de- I mean, they gave up, what, 214 almost, or almost 200 yards to CeeDee Lamb just two weeks ago. I don't think they can stop two of them. Uh, they're probably the best wide receiver duo in the National Football League at this moment. And it's crazy to say, but I think Stafford goes back home and beats the Lions um, in Detroit. I um, I love the emphasis on the storyline. A lot of history between uh, not necessarily the programs, but quarterbacks wise, anyways. Uh, another yeah, another good entertaining opening round, uh, just like Cowboys and the Packers, um, just because of the history there. But I uh, I had Detroit. In my uh, my preseason, you know, kind of podcast that we did, I had Detroit in the Super Bowl. Uh, I had Detroit in Jacksonville, and obviously one side didn't didn't make it, so it is what it is. But 
I'm going to stick with my gut. I'm going to go with Detroit. Um, like you said, Jared Goff kind of found himself. He's had inconsistent times where he hasn't looked very well. I, I have no excuse for that. I don't. It is what it is. It happens to the best of us, I guess. Maybe he didn't get enough good enough sleep the night before. But um, I'm going to take the Lions in this one. I think, yes, you have Cooper and Puka. Um, although I can't say that Cooper is the Cooper we remember from a year, two, three years ago. Uh, again, kind of really inconsistent. Some games he's putting out 100 plus. Some games he's held under like 50, and it doesn't look very well. Um, I just I think at this time. Stafford already had his his kind of, uh, I guess, moment, so to speak, him going to a new program and, and winning a Super Bowl. So you know what? I think it's Jared Goff's time. I think Jared Goff plays with a little fire under his tail. And, cause, I mean, at the end of the day, they did they got rid of him for, for somebody that was significantly older than him. And I'm sure he probably wasn't happy about that. But here he is thriving, doing well. So I think, um, I think Jared Goff gets the job done. I think he uh, kind of – Sticks it to the Rams a little bit and has some uh, something to prove, but I like the Lions in this one. Scoring wise, I, I feel like it's going to be kind of up there in the numbers, just because defensively the Lions aren't anything insanely special. Um, but I like a good maybe. Uh, let's go with the Lions forty three, and I'll put the Rams up there at like 37, 38, somewhere around there. I think it's going to be pretty up. It'll be a close game. It'll be entertaining, but I think it's going to be pretty up there in, in numbers. Yeah, it's probably going to be. It's going to be a. It's going to be a good game. Uh, um, like I said when I introduced it, it's it's got to be the game of the week for me. Um, these are two teams that are very very similar. I think in a lot of ways, it's going to come down to can the Rams run the ball. You know that uh, what's that? Williams is that Williams they got. Yeah, Kyron Williams really. Yeah, Kyron, he's, he's nasty. I think he he was like one of the top three in fantasy this year. Dude put up massive numbers, so he, yeah, he's he, pretty solid. Yeah, he's going to be a difference maker against uh, the D line. Really, if they can run the ball, you keep Hutch and that D line off of Stafford. Uh, I think the Rams do real well. I'm going to give them a 38 to 31 victory. Um, I think Staff. I think I think golf plays really well. I think he may turn. I think he's going to turn the ball over late in the fourth quarter, and it's really going to turn the game. Um, but you know, this is a revenge game for Jared Goff. He has a lot. I mean, he can prove a lot to McVay, really shoving his face. Not saying McVay cares because he did win a Super Bowl. Like I said, I think it worked out for both teams. I think it's going to be a great game, um, and that brings us to probably my least favorite game of the week: Eagles at Buccaneers. You know. I've been trying all day to think about what to say about this game, and I don't have really anything to say. I have a lot to say, actually. I'm glad because I don't. Don't like the Eagles, and God, I've never seen a downfall like the Eagles have had um, in the last six or seven weeks. I mean, they look like the best team in football. They go to – or they play San Francisco, and God, it looked like – it might have been worse than the Cowboys. Uh, the 49ers ran them off the field. Then they go to Dallas and get boat raced off that field and proceed to barely beat the Giants one time in the last six games while losing the rest of them. Uh, they, I mean, I think they had a 99% chance to win the division and still lost it. Sold. Um, Sold. Thank you, Eagles. Sold it. And shout-out Eagles fans for putting up with this. Um, but, God, and then all of a sudden you want to turn on Jalen Hurts. I love Jalen Hurts as a guy. I think he's a great player. Uh, but Sirion is your problem, and that's all I'm going to say about it. 
But shout out Baker Mayfield, man. You know, shout out Baker. Wrote writ all written off. I mean, he genoed his way to the playoffs. He 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 definitely didn't write back. I think when you look at this, you look at this game and you say Eagles, Buccaneers, but you put a question mark next to the Buccaneers because who even are the Buccaneers? What what is their relevance since like Tiki and Ronde Barber days and then you flash back to Brady days for that felt like a fever dream. And then you just kind of like wonder what happened. And you see them in the playoffs. Again, you wake up and you see Baker Mayfield in the headlines. I said from day one, from day one, when this signing happened, I liked it. And I told you, and I said, Baker's going to do well. I didn't say he was going to win the Super Bowl. I didn't say that. But I said he was going to do well, and I like Baker Mayfield. Used to be at Tech. Wrote him off. Goes to Oklahoma. Wins the Heisman Trophy. Wins the Heisman Trophy. Straight demon. Then he, where, where did where did he start off at? Cleveland. Yeah, no one over all from Cleveland, and they moved on with him for Masseuse himself. And after Cleveland, where does he go? Oh, oh, oh Rams. Is he, is he, Carolina. Carolina is short stint with the Rams too. Like didn't win a game, but short short stint with the Rams too. And then he goes to Tampa. Not a crazy record. Not putting up insane numbers. Might be disrespectful to call him a game manager, but he's getting the job done. He's getting the job done. Takes his team to the wild card round. I quite honestly believe, not because I like Baker Mayfield, but because that he's able to just kind of hang in there. That's that's kind of that's dangerous, especially in the playoffs. Just teams that can hang in there because the second you make a mistake, that's when they kind of all of a sudden everything starts to go their way. The momentum shifts and then they take over. So I think. If the Buccaneers hang, are able to just hang in there, which I think they will because you said it yourself, the Eagles are on a very, very, very bad downhill slope, not looking very well. If they hang in there, I think the Buccaneers can quite honestly get the job get the job done. And it's unfortunate to say that Eagles fans are turning on Jalen Hurts after everything he's done for you guys. But um, I, I, just, I don't like the Eagles in, the, in this one. I honestly think Baker Mayfield is here to shock everybody because he plays with that chip on his shoulder. He plays with that arrogance and the swagger at the same time. And Jalen Hurts is just – he's just a little too humble for me right now. And right now, this is not the time to be humble. This is the time to kind of like talk your shit and let everybody know that, hey, by the way, I'm still here, you know, just because we've lost X amount of games. I'm still here. But he's kind of not making a lot of noise. That's not who he is, so I can't judge him based off of that. But Baker Mayfield just has that swagger to him. He has that – that charisma to him. I think he gets it done. I think Mike Evans has a monster game. I think Mike Evans goes absolutely berserk in this game. I think I'm going to take the Buccaneers at 37 to 21. Damn, that's a blowout. Um, you know, every point you said was spot on. Buccaneers, again, you told me at the beginning of the season. I think at the beginning of the season, I picked the Falcons to win the division. I didn't know that Arthur Smith was never going to use B. John Robinson, never going to use Kyle Pitts, and Desmond Ritter was going to get benched and then brought back in, which was the dumbest thing I ever heard. But, you know, Buccaneers, you know, Baker has done enough. He's got a good defense that helps. I mean, we look at week 18, they needed a win, and they didn't score a touchdown. I mean, they won 9-0. to 9-0. to This isn't baseball, guys. 9-0. to um, They got the job done. A win is a win. A win is a win. Nobody said it was easy. Nobody said it was easy. They're in the playoffs. They're hosting. You know, it's hard to say this, but the Eagles might be the worst team in the playoffs right now. I'm not mad at that statement. Uh, 
Yeah, I could see it. Steelers I would also make it. Steelers. Yeah, I saw the Steelers. I was going to say, I didn't want to be that guy, but yeah, they don't have a quarterback. Um, but yeah, 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 you, I, I, I could somewhat agree on you. Agree with you on you the know, and, and it's drama filled team. You know, you don't have a leader at quarterback. I love Jalen Hurts, but he's not a leader of that team. Um, they, they must not respect him, or something. They don't respect the coaching staff. I don't know what the answer to this. You have the shadow of Travis Kelsey on your squad as well. I love Jason Kelsey, so I'm not going to talk shit about him. I love Jason Kelsey. Shout out Jason Kelsey if you ever want to be on the podcast. AJ Brown. I hate that guy. Are we going to? We... I hate that guy. <laughs> you know, he he is. I I don't even know what to say. He has a monster. Eleven weeks, maybe. As soon as they start losing, he falls off the grid. Like I mean, what is he? I mean, he has more helmets thrown, or more yelling at Jalen Hurts. Then catches. This man's awful. In the last six or seven weeks, he's been terrible. Uh, uh, crazy statement on the uh, – I might need to check the stat line on the helmet one. I don't know how true that is. It might be true for all I know. Um, but deleting everything on Instagram, going ghost. Who doesn't show up to practice thing? two days before you have a playoff game? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Somebody who sounds like he's about to be a New England Patriot. That's Go ahead. Him. Go ahead and him and Bailey Zappi going off for 500. Bailey Zappi is crazy. But, uh, I, yeah, there's just a lot, of, a, a lot of drama going on with this team. I don't know where to gauge them because you want to put them on such a big pedestal and then you see what they've done in the last couple of weeks and it's like, can you really, can you really put them that high? Um, like I said, I'm riding the Baker train. I'm, I'm Baker or bust. Uh, none of my teams are really in – nobody that I really care about is in the playoffs. NFC. I mean, obviously, we haven't gone to the uh, to the um, what do you call it? The individuals with the buy, but the NFC. I'm in my eyes. I'm going to take not necessarily like who I'm rooting for in this instance. Who I'm rooting for uh, the NFC is the Lions and the Buccaneers um, for sure. But I think AFC. I quite honestly don't really care too much. But I'm going to take the Browns. I, I like the Browns, so I'll, I'll probably root for the Browns and the Texans too. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I heard this one on the speed the other morning, and they were talking about the Eagles. Look like they have the Super Bowl hangover without the Super Bowl. They they look like entitled players who know, oh, I can just get back. We're just going to get back to the Super Bowl. We get to the playoffs. Uh, we can turn it on. And they, and they just – I don't see any reason why they can turn it on. But that's enough with those losers. Uh, Cowboy fans, y'all know we don't like them. Um, but that's going to move us on. We're going to pick Super Bowl matchup and winner. Um, you go first. Steamy. So I'm going to give you two here. I'm going to, I'm going to give two different Super Bowl picks. One, I'm going to do a realistic pick. And the other one is I'm going to do what I want. What I, what I would like to happen, it's going to be steamy. I'm going to get looks from you. I'm going to get hate from you, whatever. I'll start off with my regular one with – what I think is going to happen, I quite honestly think the Baltimore Ravens will make it to the Super Bowl. I think a lot of people would agree with that. It's not too steamy. It's nothing too crazy. But I think the Baltimore Ravens will make it to the Super Bowl. On the NFC, like you've said multiple times, it's wide open. It's, it just seems like every week it's anybody's game. Um, you know, there's a lot to take into consider, considering that 49ers is kind of what – everybody's gunning at right now, so to speak. Um, you know, just 
I feel again, I feel like it's that thing where what goes around comes around and history repeats itself nine years later. And if we're starting off with the Packers here, if you can get a win, I think the Cowboys might actually have a serious shot at making the Super Bowl. And that's coming again, coming from somebody who doesn't like the Cowboys at all. So I'm going to go realistic one. I will go with the Baltimore Ravens and the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Um, who's going to win that one? Your dream can only go so far. I'm going to take the Ravens, but at least you made it to the Super Bowl and I will give you props on having a hell of a season. Now, for what I would like to happen, a hypothetical, what I want to happen, what I want to see here, I don't want to see a rematch. I don't want to see the Chiefs and the Eagles. I could care less about that. What I want to see is the Detroit Lions, okay? Detroit Lions in the NFC, and I want to see the Detroit Lions take on the Miami Dolphins. Might be crazy. Might be a little interesting, kind of an odd pick. Like I said, I'm liking the Lions. That was my Super Bowl pick, so I got to stick with that one. The Dolphins, I'm only saying the Dolphins because I had Reek on my fantasy team, and I want to see him at least get somewhat close. You know, he had the, the, the house thing, you know, the whole house fire. You know, sad, sad, sad thing to go through. Don't, wouldn't wish that on anybody, but he's got, no pun intended, a fire lit up his ass to prove something. Uh, you've got Tua, who just got, just got called Hawaiian the other day. Took offense to that. He's not Hawaiian, guys. He's I don't even know what the term that he used is, but he's not Hawaiian. Let's get that straight. So these two guys got a lot to got a lot to to fight for, to 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 really play their hearts out for. They've got again, they a lot of people talk good about them. Then they kind of start talking bad about them. A lot of haters, a lot of naysayers. So I'm gonna go what I would like to happen in a perfect world. I'm gonna go Dolphins, Lions. And I think I'm going to take Jared Goff to take the Lions to the promised land. And would that be their first chip? Is that their first chip? It seems like it. I think it probably would be their first chip. Yeah, I'm going to take Jared Goff to to lead them to the promised land on this. All right. All right. So it's not – both of them are unrealistic terms, and both of them very well could happen. Dolphins get past the Chiefs. um, You know, you could see – well, you see them go to Baltimore probably. But, you know, anything could happen. I'm going to go in a different direction here, and – I think if I'm going to be completely – this is my completely honest take here. The NFL is about storylines. Like, love it or hate true. 100% true. Love it or hate 100% true. true. The whole thing is storylines. And what's a bigger storyline than Taylor Swift? I'm sorry. I think the Chiefs are awful. I told you this already. But what is bigger than Taylor Swift – on the national stage, even more than she already is. I mean, it's every week. Super Bowl, lone standalone game. I, I think the Chiefs are in it. I'm sorry, people are gonna hate me. They're gonna bash me. They're not gonna like that pick. That is a crazy. That is a crazy but, statement. And uh, uh, nonetheless, this if if Patrick Mahomes takes this team to the Super Bowl, he solidifies himself as one of one of the greatest of all time. Like it, hate it. This team is awful. Just like Brady taking awful teams to the promised land, this team's awful. And if he takes them to the chip, then I think he solidifies himself of not only the greatest player of in the league, but greatest player of the of the 2010. I guess you could say Brady's – I don't know if you consider him 2010s, 2000s. Both. Okay, I so him to go to both. Mahomes is going to get the last <laughs> half of the 2010s. He'll get the 2020s. But Patrick Mahomes solidifies himself as probably one of the greatest of all time. And what's bigger than having Taylor Swift on a national stage? 
don't have to like it. Don't have to think it. But, I don't. I think it's blasphemous. I think it's absolutely what insane. Is the biggest brand in all of sports, the Dallas Cowboys. I was gonna go with yeah, the, uh, definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah, Paulo Bunkero. yeah. But the Dallas Cowboys are the biggest brand in all of sports. They will draw the NFL already. The Super Bowl already draws the most of any sporting event. But just imagine the Cowboys in it again with TV the way it is. The last time they were in it, the TV was not the way it was now. It was probably black and white. Like to it. be honest, um, but I think the Dallas Cowboys are the biggest brand, and you have they have the opportunity. To have the biggest storyline that's ever happened in a Super Bowl history, I think, outside of the game itself. You know, you got Jerry Jones filming his own documentary. Netflix filming. With, with, with racial yes, controversy exactly. before yeah. the season even started. Mississippi, yeah, back, back in the, in the 50s, 50s when everyone did it. No offense. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. But all jokes aside here, Cowboys Chiefs. We're already talking about. People have already posted on TikTok. Super Bowl logo shows the two colors. It's happened like this the last, what, five years, I think they said? Four or five years, the teams on the logo have made the Super Bowl. It started off 49ers-Ravens. Happened to be the two one seeds. Now, all of a sudden, a week after that was posted, this TikTok spiral, 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 and the Dallas Cowboys and the Chiefs come out on it. I'm not saying it could have been a troll job. Whatever. But tell me that that's not... A money maker for the for the NFL. And I think it's just the way it's going to happen. People ain't going to like it. People won't like it, um, like what I'm saying. But I think it happens. And I think if I'm going to go crazy, I think that the Kansas City Chiefs uh, go back to back. Interesting, interesting, interesting take. Uh, Cowboys are, are are not that bad of a pick. Are actually a pretty solid pick. But the Chiefs is pretty crazy to me. Just for the whole Taylor's. But you are right. It is a moneymaker. That will definitely draw the crowd and uh, get a lot of money. Where's, by the way, where's the, where's the Las Vegas, Nevada. Posted this wow. Year? wow. So you get NFL making money. You get the city of Las Vegas making money. The state of Nevada making money. Not to mention all the casinos there making money. It all lines up. Um, yeah. RIP to everybody that's going to be going to Vegas. I mean, there, I'm sure there's probably going to be a lot of people who, who can afford to go there and probably can't afford to go back home after – um, you know, all the gambling, the drinks, the sports betting, you know, a lot of degeneracy going on that weekend. Um, man, I, I don't know how to feel about the chiefs, uh, when you can maybe catch five balls, if that in a game and predict them to go to the Super Bowl. It's a pretty crazy statement, but Hey, it's, it's your pick, not mine. So I, I respect it. I don't know if I see it. Happening. Come back to this in five weeks. All I know is it all lined up. Chiefs have biggest storyline all season. Don't live up to expectations. Cowboys have had the expectations every year, always fall short. And what bigger way than to put them both on the national stage on the Super Bowl? That's my pick. I think that that's what's going to happen. But you know what? Anything can happen. It's the NFL. Couldn't have told you that Joe Burrow was going to make the Super Bowl two years ago. Well. Yeah, I guess it was two years ago. Um, but, you know, I think that really wraps up um, this episode. You know, it, it was a, it was quite a long one. We're glad to be back. Um, it's been it's been a long time. It's been a little too long. Slight hiatus. You know, uh, I think there's only so much you can do when you go week to week. It's kind of 
there's not many too too many drastic changes week to week. I'm sure there's some, but I think the hiatus was good for us. Uh, now we're at the latter half of the season, and it'll come to an end, and then we'll get to the draft and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, man, it, it's been a while, but it's it's glad to be. Uh, I'm glad to be back, and it it feels great to to be here. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, NFL is just one thing that we cover here. Um, look look out for uh, future episodes. Uh, Obviously, back to tech related uh, as the men's basketball team is really, uh, really off to a hot start. Heating up, big game tomorrow against Kansas State for sure. And um, you may see a video or a, a post here in the next couple couple days, depending on how tomorrow goes. We'll see what happens. I know everybody's busy, um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, we appreciate everything, um, everybody watching. Uh, hope y'all enjoyed. Uh, anything else you'd like to add? No, I think I think you said it all. You covered a lot of it, and uh, like I said just just glad to be back and uh, ready to keep getting these these podcasts out there for everybody to to take a listen to and disagree with my steamy takes and uh, dog on me for being a Patriots yep. fan. Hundred percent, no one likes the Patriots. Um, and uh, I'm just gonna leave this with one last thing. It's a uh, how about them Cowboys.